0: Hey, what up you're tuning into Who We Are podcast and I am your host Destiny Finn and this week we are gonna be diving into part two of our series how we pray and why we pray last week we talked about why we pray we dove into five different just basic topic reasons of why we pray some of them being to include God generally and specifically into our lives to exercise our spiritual authority. Jesus did it, you know, and we just dove into those reasons and just the basis of why we pray, because so many people do habits without even really thinking about what is the meaning of this. You know, so if you did not catch that video, I encourage you to go watch it. It is down in my description. You can click the link to the video. I'll also have other links of ways to connect with me. This week, we're gonna be diving in and talking about how we pray and seven ways to have a daily dynamic life and more specifically a prayer life. And we're gonna also be starting off with two ways. So there's nine ways total, but the first two are gonna be how not to pray. Because if you're taking notes, the first part that we are in is Matthew 6, 6 through 15. That's kind of where we're gonna be today because that's where you really see Jesus kind of giving examples of how to pray. Because also often, I feel like we grow up of like, you fold your hands, bow your heads and close your eyes and this is how you pray. And it's more of just traditions rather than actually a basis of this is the outline that Jesus gave us this is the example he gave us you know so part one and two is how not to pray number one is do not pray in public making a scene or wanting attention You know, the Pharisees would do it for show rather than heart manner. You know, they'd go out and they'd be like, "Whoa, is me, or they'd be speaking in tongues and this and that. And Jesus is like, don't be attention grabbers like that. Like that is not what God wants. God wants it to be a heart manner. The same way like with Cain and Abel. You know, Cain killed his brother Abel, but he did not have the heart manner when he was sacrificing his first fruits. It was more of he just did it for show rather than, wow, God, this is what I'm giving you. Plus there is the argument there was no blood sacrifice and whatnot, which is true. So that is one of the things is make sure your heart's in the right place because if you're just doing an act and you're not in the heart manner for it, don't do it like that right there. Don't do something unless you're serious about it You know, like meaning what you say like your words have power. There's a reason why God said words kill You know, Two. you don't need to babble <laughs> This is a huge rant slightly like people like they're all the time quit mumbling this that the other I have a habit with ramble, rambling sometimes and babbling but Jesus clearly says do not babble do not just go rambling on like I've known churches that are like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they're just like basically babbling his name in prayer. And do not get me wrong, there is power in the name of Jesus. But at the same time, just babbling his name over and over like, Father God, like Jesus, we just come to you today. Oh, Holy Father, like he gets it. (laughs) He clearly says like, there is power in his name, but empty words, no. And all too often when people start babbling, most of the time it's just their words are empty and they're just trying to fill the space. So that's a clear do not do. So those are the two things out of the way because like Matthew 6 starts off with what you shouldn't do. And all too often, I feel like it's a good way to start off with because we always ask people like, what's your favorite color or what's this or that? But when in reality, if you ask them what they don't like, they're going to tell you really probably way quicker of what they do not like. And Jesus gives us that example here. of We don't like this. Don't do it. <laughs> you know. So these are the seven ways on how to pray. And the outline he gave us, In Matthew 6 you know so first it's starting off with Thanksgiving it says hallow be thy name you know and hallow means sacred to purify to open our eyes clearly to see who he is to you for you like that is where it's starting off to give thanks to the Father and why shouldn't we you know it was by him alone that we are saved so that's like the first step is really starting off of this is how to with Thanksgiving you know to give thanks always to rejoice always. Like that is the shortest commandment in that is the shortest verse in the Bible and it is the commandment. Rejoice always. And there's a reason for that. Two. Surrendering to his authority. Your will be done. You know, not my will. <laughs> not my parents' will, not my friends' will, but your will, Lord. You know, and all too often I feel like when we pray, we have a slightly abusive relationship with God where we kind of treat him like a vending machine or something like that of God, please help me with this and help me pass my exam and this and that and the other rather than actually A, studying for that exam that we should have been studying for, but B, set of like, or even with just jobs of Lord, please let me get this job rather than Lord, do you want me to have this job? Like he wants to be included in our lives. And that's another reason why we praise to have that relationship with him and to ask him. So how so often like, do we ask him like, God, is this what you want for my life? Because there's a difference between doing good things for the Lord and doing the things of the Lord. So number two is surrendering to his authority. And sometimes it's hard, you know? And sometimes he will test you purely out of obedience of are you being obedient to me? With things that we don't necessarily like, but at the end of the day, it's not what we like, it's what he wants. Three, give us today your daily bread. So three is seeking his provision before you make a decision. Like I was just saying, there is a difference between doing good things for the Lord and doing the things of the Lord. And that's where he wants to be included. Like you might have been, there might have been a position that opened up for the job that you've been wanting for months now, and that's what you want. Did you ask God about it? Like, did you include him in it? Because he wants to be invited into your life. He wants to be a part of it. He wants to rejoice with you. He wants to direct you and guide you and give you good things. He wants to have good plans laid out for you but if you're taking your plans into your own hands he can't necessarily bless that like when you're not including him in that and you're not letting his will be done and letting and seeking him for your daily provision of god this is what i have how do you want me to go at best to glorify you and that's where i guess for me my mission statement definitely came in with my life is I want everything I create and do to exemplify and glorify Christ. And at the end of the day, if it's not exemplifying or glorifying Christ, that's where I have to sit back and look of, if it's not bringing me closer to God, do I really want it? Do I really need it in my life? And yes, I do have bad habits at times of where I'll go watch a movie that's not really probably feeding me spiritually. It's just more of a Pulp Fiction Disney movie. And that's (laughs) a shame on me because I could be doing better things with my time, you know. But that's where it goes back to really the reality heart check of if it's not bringing you closer to God, why would you want it in your life? You know, it's praying for His direction with decisions and He will guide. One of the great things for me and I guess helpful examples for that is peace versus no peace because there will be times, there's a difference between peace and comfort. You might have two decisions, one decision you it nothing seems to line up to, like to you it doesn't make any sense but you feel total peace with that decision that's probably guys guidance where there's something that lines up totally perfect to you and you feel very comfortable with that position or that because it's familiar but you do not feel that gut holy spirit kind of peace that's probably him being like no and sometimes he might give you just two decisions where he's like you know what you get to choose i'm gonna work through you either way you know with that so that is something definitely to do because as hebrews says dead works is basically decisions without his blessings and that's ultimately what it is so when you have dead works you're just making decisions without his direction his blessing you're not honestly going to be as satisfied as you would with doing his because his when you spend more time with him his will starts to become your will okay number four forgiveness and asking for forgiveness we fall short all the time and that's where we ask for forgiveness of our sins and that's where Jesus said and talks about I can forgive you for what you have forgiven others and that's why they make it so clearly (coughs) excuse me I got something stuck in my throat um of go and forgive your brother you know if you think that you have held a grudge against him because he wants to be able to forgive but he also talks about he can only forgive you with things that you are willing to forgive others because it goes back to the parable of the worker that was forgiven all these things but then he didn't forgive his friend that had a way less and he was condemned for it you know so that's where it's asking for forgiveness and we all fall short you know and sin is not natural and i think a lot of times we're just like oh you know sin i was tempted this that and the other we make it natural even though it's really not, and we will still give in to the flesh. I'm not saying you'll be perfect and you'll never sin. If that was the case, Jesus would not have died on the cross. I'm just saying... <coughs> mm, corona got me. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying with that, it is more of the fact of when you do sin, you do need to ask for forgiveness and you need to repent and you need to make a change with it. Number five, lead us not into temptation from the evil one. God can shield us. So number five is basically ask God to lead you and direct you. God cannot tempt you. Also often I hear, oh God, God tempted me or this or that. Like God cannot tempt you. God may allow Satan to tempt you, but he cannot tempt you. And he will also give you a way out of that temptation before you sin. That is a Biblical promise, he always gives you a way out before you choose to sin. It is a choice. So that is something definitely to pray that God would help direct and guide your steps to have that mind, whether it be the patience to hold your tongue or the humility so that way you do not become prideful and haughty. You know what you struggle with personally, and that's where you definitely, you need to pray over all of your life, but also definitely pray over those areas that you struggle with that God would help you break free from those chains and those temptations but also that he would guide you and direct you and keep your eyes open so that way you can also steer clear of them when you see them. Six, acknowledgement of divine rights. As it talks about, yours is the kingdom, etc. It is acknowledging who God is and it is all for his glory. You know, It's no antichrist spirit of self-glorifying the self, of hoo-hoo, I'm so great, I'm so good, look at what I've done for the kingdom. No, it's acknowledging that God is the glory and to glory to be him alone. It is acknowledging that he is the Alpha and the Omega and that is where it's the prayer of when people come in contact with me, let them see him because I must become less, he must become more. Like My life is just meant to be a light reflecting God. It's not for my glory or for my gain, but it's for the Lord and purely the Lord. So that is number six. Number seven, amen. You know, it is a declaration in Christ and God, and it's your praying in faith of let it be. Like, I believe that these words are true. I believe that God can move those mountains if that is his will. I believe in the miracles. I believe in the word of the God and that he is the truth, that I will be obedient to him it is saying let it be god's will be done you know it is a declaration it is rejoicing it is saying yes god is good in the mountain highs and in the valley lows that's what it's talking about so those are the seven ways to have a dynamic daily prayer life If this encouraged you in any way please hit that subscribe button and comment and like down below you can also find me on other social media platforms in the description as well as gear i used in books that i highly recommend from some amazing authors and yeah it was so good peace out